Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series will feature interviews and discussions on all issues relating to the provision of quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. You're most welcome to this, the very first episode. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. To get this podcast series off to a great start, we're going to have a look at the joy of outdoors, a deeper appreciation. And here today with me to discuss the importance of play in the outdoors is Carol Duffy, our resident expert in all things outdoor in early childhood Ireland. So you're really welcome, Carol, and thank you for being our very first guest on Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Hi, Maura. Thanks for the invite. Delighted to be here. So... We know since services reopened in June and some in September, there's been an increased focus on outdoor provision because we know that the risk of transmission of COVID-19 is lower in the outdoors. And because children are on the move more in the outdoors, the um, social distancing is observed in a very natural way. So what do you see are the benefits of this increased focus on outdoor play and its impact on settings in terms of the children and the educators? You're quite right, Maura. I really feel there's been um, a huge rise in the uh, awareness of the importance of outdoors. Um, Obviously, initially, it probably started in relation to the safety and health. But I think as um, um, families and children and practitioners experience um, the reality of how children engage in outdoors and the benefits of it, it's really, um, I think, terrific for everybody because it's really raising the profile of um, outdoor provision and what it can provide. Um, To be fair, I think the sector has been on an upward spiral um, over the past few years regarding um, um, outdoor provision and that type of provision has been improving all the time. Um, So I think the coronavirus just added a completely different dimension to it and broadened um, people's experience of outdoors in um, a much broader way within their family life and their um I suppose, as they say, there's nothing like being deprived of something to absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think that was most certainly the case in um, when we experienced lockdown at the very start and really had um, so many restrictions on what we could do. But there was like a craving almost to be outside and outdoors was um, a saviour for many people in relation to whether it just was walking. Did you ever see so many bikes and families out? And it was in a way we like reconnected to ways that we would have experienced and taken for granted um, many years ago that in some way we had lost. But um, I think... um, that appreciation, a deeper appreciation uh, began to sink in. Um, I was really struck, I remember early on in the um, in the uh, pandemic when a practitioner fed back to me. It was uh, just, just when the lockdown had eased a bit and people could get out. But she fed back to me how that she had been um, in lockdown at home and she was... Uh, just looking out the window and uh, she was a young girl and she was really feeling very frustrated at not being able to get out and do the things that she wanted to do. And she said she was really standing there feeling, she could feel the frustration rising in her. And suddenly she said, it hit her like a ton of bricks. She said, oh my God, how many times within their settings had young children come and asked to go outside? 
and for various reasons, maybe some you know, uh, very reasonable ones and others not so, that they were denied going out. And she said she really, really felt it. And she said she, in, in a, it was like a light bulb moment for her. And she felt, oh my God, like this must be what it's like. And um, she said she was looking forward to getting back with a renewed understanding. And she said, that won't be happening again. And um, it was, it was uh, fantastic to hear, but it was really insightful, I thought. Mm. So, it, I mean, that's a really good example of how, you know, sometimes when we see something from our own perspective, it, it gives us an insight into what life is like for a child in our setting. Um, so, you know, there obviously, you know, with every renewed focus, there are things like challenges um, as well as the benefits. So, you know, we've told the benefits of the increased focus means that people may have a, a different understanding of the value and the pleasure of being outdoors. Can you take us through some of the challenges and the benefits um, that members have fed back to you since um, since we reopened? Absolutely. I think I think the biggest thing is with outdoors, people think it's just a case of if I if I put the stuff outside and open the door and have them out, that's the main thing. Um, for many years, I suppose, I've been harping on about the complexities of outdoors, the complexities. Um, yes, the experience is so basic and natural and, and wonderful. And I speak of some of the benefits now in a second. But I think what we need to say within, within the early childhood sector, when we have to manage that, it's quite a complex thing. And when I look at the best, you know, the really quality services around um, the country, what's happening is there's a whole team understanding of what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they do it. Um, so that we really have to, for really quality provision and for things to work really and to get the best benefits out of it, um, lots of things have to be happening. There has to be the root, the understanding of why they're doing it in the first place, the benefits for the, for the children, the um, environments that they need to provide, the routines that need to happen to enable that environment to be experienced all through the year. And that's going to become very important now for people um, as they're uh, within the pandemic when they're being requested to be outside as much as possible. People that have been doing this already, they only going to have to tweak and, you know, because they're experienced within it. For many services, it's a new experience, like for long, obviously they have the children out for short periods during the day, but to be extending that for some new services, that will be a real challenge. And like anything in life, if people that enjoy being outside, it's... <laughs> it's much easier for you because you have a natural affinity with it. Um, but everybody isn't like that. And in fact, every child isn't like that now either. So there's a real awareness of, you know, how to provide and um, how to have the best experience from it. So for some people, it's not their chosen place to be. Um, it's um, maybe quite stressful. They mightn't feel as confident outdoors as they do inside. So I think um, certainly our early child in Ireland would um, respect that decision and understand it. And we're looking at ways that we can support people. I think there's a lot of support from that. So I just need to say that for some, because on the other th the next thing I'm going to say is that the practitioners, the people at the coalface here are the experts in it at the moment. Nobody has ever had to work um, in an you know, in any setting, indoor or outdoor, uh, with these conditions. So 
everything is new and everything is, of course, all your previous professional experience is going to be um, of huge importance and an asset. But the new way of working is also very new. And you, the people on the ground are the, are the experts in doing it because they're doing it now, day in, day out, adapting it, modifying it, modifying it. And I think the guidelines helped with that because they were guidelines. They have guidelines that are there, but the guidelines also allow a bit of, um, you know, adaptation because every setting is completely different. But with all of that in mind, the benefits um, are absolutely immense. Um, originally, like normally we think of, oh, it's great for children to be out with fresh air and natural light and to have space to move. Um the movement it's a place that children love to be they're more freer outside but when you look at the development of that and when you look at that deeper that's sort of all all very true and what's fascinating about it then is when you look at the development that is happening and um so if we were to say oh they love outside and you know they should have a great freedom and they're grateful and they're totally engaged so if i was to look at that from a developmental per, uh, perspective um the fresh air and the natural light is supporting their immune systems. Natural light is supporting their vision and the development for focus from near and far. Every bit of movement and learning, the manipulation of materials and, um, you know, lifting heavy things and light things, that's a real embodied learning. The way that young children learn, their whole bodies are um teaching and and they're teaching them how to move uh what things are what weights are how they they have to maneuver their body to manage everyday tasks um and that's called sort of embodied learning we know that this their sensory development systems are all already maturing at this stage their uh sensory development their sensory integration um so when they're outside, they have so many different, it's, it's such a multi-sensorial space. And it's also um, challenging and feeding into all of their senses and the integration of their senses. So the best way I can explain that is, is um, I suppose, think of the, the different textures that they're feeling. If, they're, if they have a few stones and a few blocks and things and they have a bit of a wheelbarrow around and they're transporting them from one place to the other, learning, like think of a toddler and how many times they're going to have to experience um, uh, success and failure in that in getting materials from one place to the next. And they're feeling that in every bit of their body. But their mind is also working in a way to um, adapt the thing that didn't work a second ago so that's really uh, I'm probably rushing through it because I know we have just a few few minutes of a talk but they're the sort of really exciting things that um, are happening when children are outside and I feel the more that our practitioners uh, are helped to understand that and we have amazing practitioners that would teach me it but there's a lot of people that this is new to and um, that's it opens their eyes to it and it makes outdoors so much more exciting for them. So I'm speaking here about people that don't feel as, as skilled outside as they do inside. So when you see this, it gets so exciting and interesting. Now, that's the one part of it that's when they 
get that information, but then being able to share that information with parents, to share it with the children around, you know, what great guys you are, look at what's happening here in a real, whether it's a learning story way or it's a conversation with parents. Now, that's what you're talking about, quality provision. And that's what our people who are, are experienced in the outdoors are doing. And that in its sense, even before any uh, sort of pandemic, has been um, really raising the awareness of outdoor play and the outdoor provision. And parents are really, um, they really feel very, you know, very satisfied with the services that have been provided when they can have all of the, this um, conversation and uh, everybody's learning from it. So um, they're just a couple of the benefits, I suppose, in the sense of uh, in a very short time that uh, I would see. Um, and then, you know, for some people, there are challenges like, you know, the outdoor area is very small and um, they maybe, you know, don't have covered areas and that type of thing. For just the last minute or two, have you any words of wisdom for people who um, maybe have small areas and are looking for ways or can you signpost them to where they'll find out more? Absolutely. Now, I think in relation to it's a really important point. And what I would say is that every service is so unique. And that's the other thing about outdoors, because uh, people that have a very small space or have a challenging, have a lot of maybe high numbers and small space, because we're working historically with buildings that were built without even having the outdoors, you know, it was the last thought. So, um, it's very true to say that there's some very problematic spaces that uh, people are amazing in the way that they can, um, you know, utilize them. But also they, um, the support is needed, like we hear queries like that all the time coming in. So I think um, we're working really hard at developing um, uh training supports and we have some webinars coming up um very in the in the next couple of weeks that will address um all of those uh, when i say all of those issues it'll introduce them to them and will introduce to new ideas where uh, the first webinar that we'll have up in early october we're going uh, the great thing is it's all um, sort of irish services what services are doing how they're managing in all different spaces and we're going to be sharing those images and stories on the webinar um, so that anybody looking in there'll be something for everybody because they'll have some ideas and then we're following that up with some um webinars webinars that were going to look at working outdoors in the autumn and working outdoors in the winter. And uh, with that as well, we obviously have keep an eye to the um, websites with all the and our social media platforms will have all the details of that. And there are already some um, leaflets on sensory motor development and outdoors, and we can put a link up to those. Um, the, check out the um, website. We put a link up, I'm sure, with with we the will. podcast we here. Will. Absolutely. So, Carol, thank you so much for that really valuable contribution today. Uh, I think everybody will agree that Carol is an absolutely passionate advocate for a deeper appreciation of outdoors. And as Carol said, keep an eye out on social media and so on. Um, I'd also remind you that there are some ideas in the universal design guidelines that Early Childhood Ireland were involved with the development of on transition spaces, things like covered areas and so on. That means that the outdoors can be um, used in all weathers 
and that you'll find those on the aim.gov.ie website. So, Carol, thank you so much again. And um, thank you for joining us on, on the first uh, podcast. And we look forward to talking to you again soon.